Good evening, and welcome to a very special bonus Frisco edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I unfortunately am not joined by my buddy Rob tonight. Um, Rob is coaching his son's basketball team tonight and had to miss this opportunity. I am down here in Frisco, just checked into the hotel, and Rob and I had a chance, or I guess I'm going to have the chance to interview one of our absolute dream guests tonight. Um, in advance of the championship game, and we wanted to go ahead and do this um, because this is a true dagger for us. So we are really excited tonight. Um, before we get started, the one thing I should say is Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, who's been our sponsor the whole time we've been doing this, is hosting a pep rally for JMU tomorrow night at Friday, uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock in the Berg tomorrow. So if you get a chance, go by Pale Fire. Our buddy Ben set this all up. Should be a fun time tomorrow for JMU fans who couldn't make the trip but live down there in the Valley. So without further ado, I want to welcome, uh, when, when Rob and I started this podcast, we made a list of about 30 JMU people, and the top of my list was our, is my guest tonight. Um, he is the voice of the Wizards, uh, the play-by-play announcer for the Washington Wizards on NBC Sports uh, in Washington. He's been doing that for 21 years, and uh, we'd like to welcome Steve Buckhans. Welcome, Steve. Todd, it's great to be with you. It's always fun to be uh, with another fellow uh, JMU uh, member of the nation. Oh, that's so great. And we are so appreciative for you doing this. Um, Steve, before we get started, I think we want to let you go ahead and lay down your JMU credentials for everyone. Um, You are probably one of the most well-known Dukes alums out there. uh, But I think sometimes people forget that you're a JMU guy. Yeah, and it's funny. There's a there's so many of us out there. Uh, You know, I'm more familiar with the former athletes, obviously, guys like Gary Clark and Charles Haley and Scott Norwood. And then obviously we've had baseball players, Billy Sample and my roommate, Jim Barb, who still holds the record for home runs at Madison. Uh, great soccer players we've had there. And obviously we've had the women's team, basketball team has been terrific. And sure. uh, so, you know, it just that, but I know we have a lot of other alum as well that are famous and uh, have, <laughs> have achieved great things. But I got going down there in 1973 Okay. And uh, which is a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, when I was there, I think we had 7,500 kids at school. And now I want to say there's what, 22,000. So yeah. it's grown, as you can imagine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we, we played uh, all of our basketball games at Godwin Hall. Uh, <laughs> we, we were the first school in the state of Virginia with an AstroTurf football field. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same field that's there now, not the same surface, it's the same field. <laughs> right. However, there wasn't much there. There were some stands on the near side, which I guess would be the north side of the stadium, and there was nothing on the other side, nothing at all. Mm. Uh, there was a scoreboard. And as, as fans, we would watch the games from the hillside, which you can't anymore because now <laughs> they've got that end enclosed, so you, yeah. you can't see it. Plus, they don't, I guess they don't let kids on there anymore. But that's where you would watch the games from. And you didn't see much of the games, I got to tell you, between the partying and the <laughs> drinking and everything else. Uh, we, used to, we used to turn to each other and say, you know, did, did we score? Uh, because you just you, you were so preoccupied with the partying that was going on. Uh, that's really what was so special about that area, you know, right there by the train tracks. So that's that's been closed off. You can't watch games there anymore. But that was a big deal. So I was there from 73 to 77. Nice. And um was uh, was fortunate to um, to get on with the radio station when I got there, WMRA. Ah. And uh, when I got to school, uh, our first meeting of the radio station, there were uh, there were about nine people at the meeting. 
and uh, I was the only one interested in sports, uh, which was perfect. Now, you got to remember, WMRA at that time, uh, the radio station was was uh, 10 watts of power. You could literally yell farther than the signal. 10 and, watts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, and, yeah. But, it, but, you know, it was a great place to, to get you to, to learn how to operate a board and mm-hmm. put, play records and all of that stuff. I didn't know much about the classical shift I had, but... I, the, I just picked the prettiest album cover and put that record on there. Yeah, we've um, seen your Jack card from back then. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's hideous. I know, and uh, I still, yeah. I still have it. But uh, so I did that, and then, uh, and then while I was there, uh, the station, the the uh, school got a, a, a huge hundred thousand dollar grant by the state. They built a brand new fifty thousand watt FM stereo radio station with all brand new equipment, and it was beautiful. So we got to uh, mess with that and, and damage some of that stuff. In the meantime, that first year when I got there in uh, second semester in '73, um, because I guess I was the only one interested in sports, I wound up being named the sports director, uh, which was great because I got to do stuff, uh, cover some baseball games and do oh, yeah. baseball, and then also. Uh, uh, broadcast uh, play-by-play for the women's team, nice. and then uh, and then I uh, applied for the job as the color commentator for the men's basketball team. Mm. Which uh, the way I did that was I took a a reel-to-reel tape recorder, which I still have <laughs> in my basement, and took that up to the Capitol Center, got a press pass, sat at the press table, and called the play-by-play of a Bullets game into this reel-to-reel tape recorder, brought it back to Madison gave it to our sports information director, a guy by the name of Rich Murray, mm-hmm. who was at Madison forever and then at UVA forever, one of the great sports uh, information directors uh-huh. in the country, and got the job doing the color. And so for four years, I did the color with first a guy named Bob Myers and then with one of my very closest friends and actually my mentor, Tom Delaney, who did the play-by-play. They wouldn't let a student do the play-by-play, but they <laughs> entrusted me to do the color. So for four years, I got to travel around the country with the Dukes doing uh, – doing games. And this was back in the Sherman Dillard era. Sherman yeah. and I are the same age. We went to school all four years together and he's still probably the greatest shooter that Madison's ever had. Oh yeah. And, uh, and we were Madison college back then. And I remember a trip we took to go play, uh, Western Kentucky and <laughs> East Tennessee state. Okay. And, uh, we were, were really good at the time. Lou Campanelli was our coach. Our assistant coach was Mike Fratello. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, wow. um, and, uh, we were really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all the newspapers in that part of the country were calling us the best team you never heard of because no one had ever heard of Madison <laughs> College. Right. And um, so we had some really good teams. Obviously, we went to NCAA tournaments uh, not long after I graduated. Right. I want to say three straight years we, we went to the first round of the NCAA tournament and won in the first round. Yeah, that one, 81, one year, 82, 81, Yeah, one year we beat Georgetown. Yeah. One year we beat Notre Dame and oh. one year we beat West Virginia. I think that oh. was the year that uh, – we played Carolina in the second round, and they went on to win the championship. And after it was over, yep. uh, Jordan, Worthy, and Perkins said, you know, Madison was the best defensive team we faced in the whole tournament. Oh, wow. So that was kind of a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of how my, my career got started at, in Harrisonburg. And then I went over to become a, an intern at, the, uh, at WHSV. Okay. Uh, with uh, my closest friend, Steve Lelou, and the two of us did uh, the news together. They put us on the air, which was a <laughs> tremendous mistake on their part. And uh, no. as, as interns, they had us on the air. So I was doing the 11 o'clock sports and the weather, and Lelou was doing the 11 o'clock news. And then during the day, I was a news reporter. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and, um, and that's how I got started. From there, I just went on to TV stations in uh, 
Chattanooga, Nashville, Atlanta, and finally DC. I came back to DC in 1984. Yeah, and you started. Well, you you did the anchor work at Fox Five, right? On the sports yeah, desk. Was, yeah, was was there for 14 years, from mm-hmm. 84 to 97, uh, anchoring the sports at Channel Five, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> and really that's where I got the opportunity to do Bullets games because uh, I had done a lot of freelance play-by-play. Um, Okay. Uh, you know, a Big East basketball, uh, Channel 5 televised all the Big East games, so I did a lot of Georgetown games and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then in, in 1994, uh, what changed really the way we watched TV and, and, yeah. and certainly Fox 5 was when uh, Channel 5, which was called Metro Media Television at that time, uh, and then was bought by, by um, Rupert Murdoch and yeah. became Fox they got the NFL in 1994. Oh, that's what it was. And, yeah. um, yeah. So I did some NFL games for Fox, which was great. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and that's really, you know, where my sort of career was headed. I was there for 14 years, but had the opportunity to do bullets play by play when their play by play announcer, Mel Proctor, who was a great announcer, yeah, he was. uh, left to do San Diego Padres baseball. Mm-hmm. So, they had me doing games, and uh, and and that next year I had a conversation with the then president of the team, Susan O'Malley, <laughs> and just let her Bless know it. that I wanted to do the games. And she said, "Well, if you do the games, you can't be gone in November, and you can't be gone in May. Oh, you know, for when, the other we're, sports, when we're doing yeah. games, right? For for Channel Five, yeah." Mm-hmm. And she said, "You know, we want you to be there for all the games." I said, "Look, I'm. You will be my first priority because at the time I had." I had anchored for 20 years. I, I uh, was prepared to move on if I had to, and that's what ended up happening. So when I left Channel 5 in 97, um, that was it. I started with the Wizards, and that was my first year. I was trying to think, 97, were we still HTS then? Or were we, had we yeah, moved oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're still HTS. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, eventually it, it changed over uh, – you know, a couple of times, Comcast Sportsnet and now NBC Sports Washington. So that's, I am a lifelong Bullets Wizards fan. And uh, yeah, I can just picture that little red cable box with the 85 or 86 for HDS on yes. there every night. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. yep, it's great. Um, I did want to ask you, you have, uh, we have had a chance a couple of times over the years to, to run into each other, um, sort of uh, JMU caravan events and stuff. Right. And you've always had some great JMU stories from your time in Harrisonburg. And uh, I think there was something about the Joshua Wilton house and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering if there's anything you can share with folks tonight. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, reminisce I, yeah. about that uh, mid 70s era. Yeah. yeah. We'd probably need several days to do it. But <laughs> right. uh, I'll, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> okay. version. Uh, yeah, you know, back then, uh, as I said, the school was small. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was nothing on the other side of 81. Right. Uh, they were just building and just had built the convocation center. But that was it. There was nothing else over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as I said, everybody was in dorms for the most part. I lived in Hanson, Weaver, Hanson, and then moved to Squire Hill my last year. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, on campus, obviously, you had the D Hall and all that other stuff. And uh, so, you know, when we would come back there to see football games, or basketball games. Mm-hmm. I've called a, a few Madison games for HTS, which was a lot of fun. Uh, you almost didn't recognize the place. Yeah. And uh, when my friend Steve Lealu, who <laughs> who was the first person, the first graduate from Madison to donate a million dollars to the school, right. hence the name, the Lealu oh. Alumni Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, we went back for for the announcement with him, uh, which was done by. Uh, uh, President Rose and all of that. Yeah. We stayed. We went to the Joshua Wilton house to stay. <laughs> oh, okay. Which, yeah. 
used to be the teak house. <laughs> so when we showed up at the Joshua Wilton house, none of us could believe that it was as nice as it was right. because the last time we had all been there, we had been standing basically in beer and urine the whole time. So, you know, this was a new experience for us. We couldn't imagine that they somehow, you know, got it cleaned up, but they did. And it was beautiful. So, you know, that, that was really a change. Um, just watching games and going to concerts and, 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 uh, you know, back in that day, uh, again, uh, you know, we used to go into dormitories and accept, <laughs> collect phone calls from our friends at Virginia Tech because that back in the day you still had to pay for long distance <laughs> and right. all of that. Yeah, and, and, and it was just, uh, you know, the experience there was fabulous. It was just so small, and especially for me, uh, being in broadcasting, I could get my hands on the equipment and just really learn a lot of stuff that uh, at bigger schools you would have had a harder time doing that. But uh, yeah. Madison was great for that. And, you know, and we all loved Dr. Carrier. He was yeah. – he was just the best. I mean, he, he was iconic. He was legendary. He was, he was a father figure, but he was just a good guy. You know, he was mm -hmm. your friend. Uh, I, I don't know. I've ever experienced that with a, a president or a general manager or anybody like that, but he was, he was beloved by everybody there and just such a good dude. And we all loved being with him. So he was, he was a great man. We'll, we'll never forget what he did, Absolutely. what he did and what, and what the late Dean Ayler's did for the school. I mean, they, you mm -hmm. know, Dean came from Memphis state. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and that's one of the reasons why we had such a good basketball schedule early on at Madison. <laughs> we were, we started out, we were kind of division two and then division one in basketball. Okay. But Dean with his experience from Memphis state got us to play some really good schools. In fact, we played Memphis state once when they were, they were like eighth in the country in, 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 uh, in basketball. Mm -hmm. And we, we had like a nine, we were down by nine points at halftime. I mean, we were in the game with these guys, which was just unheard of yeah. because of Sherman Dillard, because of the way he could shoot. And I remember the people behind me was like, who, who is that number 24? I mean, that's okay. all they could, that's all they could ask because the guy was just tearing it up. Mm -hmm. So, it, so our, our, our sports program, which as we all know, has grown to immense national recognition yeah, it's crazy. is due to Dr. Carrier, Dean Ehlers, and Ray Sonner. Mm -hmm. Those were the three guys that put Madison on the map, and they deserve any and all credit for everything that's happened to our sports program. And, you know, it's one of the biggest ones in the state. I mean, it was so big that they had to get rid of a bunch of sports, which was unfortunate. Right. It just, you know, when you're a mid-major, it's tough to, to um, support all support. of those sports. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great for all of our the people that listen to hear that um, about all of those guys, especially Ehlers and Sonner. You know, we talked a lot about Carrier when he passed this fall, mm -hmm. but uh, it's great to hear those other names as well because you're right; they deserve all the credit in the world for the the fun we're all having this weekend. So, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I'm wondering about that. So does it kill you to not be able to be be at the game? Yeah, and you know what's funny is that last year I had the I had a an opportunity I had a window where okay. I could have gone to the game. It was a little crazy. As it turns out, as irony would have it, we were in Dallas the Tuesday before that weekend oh, yeah. uh, to play the Mavericks, but obviously you came back and and I you know couldn't stay. Uh, I just remember how cold it all was. Yeah. Yes. But uh, the way it worked out last year, we had a home game on a Friday, mm -hmm. and we had a game in Milwaukee on a, on Sunday, the Sunday after the the national championship game. Uh huh. Uh, and I had toyed with the idea going down there because I could have caught a flight Saturday morning. Yep. Into Dallas, driven to Frisco, seen yep. the game, driven back to Dallas, caught a night flight to Milwaukee, Lucky. and we were playing the next day. We were scheduled to play at five o'clock. But because the Packers were in the playoffs, they moved our game up to one o'clock. Oh. And that kind of kind of hurt me in the sense that, 
had anything gone wrong, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I may not have made the game. Yeah. So I decided to watch it at home, which was great because yeah. I saw all those crazy people with no shirts on That's right. and it was like 12 degrees. And it's like, I'm glad I'm at home watching this. Uh, but it was a, a great game to watch. <clears throat> Luckily this year, I'd say almost every, every game was on TV, almost yeah. every one. And it was fabulous to watch them yeah. and to see them get better throughout the course of the season. I mean, I was really impressed. They're, they're a pretty good football team, despite the fact that they're, a mid-major or whatever you want to call them, FCS. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they, there are a lot of FBS teams they could beat right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was I was stunned, and I was also stunned and equally as pleased to see Coach Houston get an extension and, and sign that extension yeah. because, you know, all of our friends, all of the alumni were just like, hey, this guy's gone after this year. Right. But he's staying for however long he's staying, and that's, that's, that's really something. So, you know, Kudos to Jeff Bourne and those guys for keeping him on board. Hallelujah. Yes. We, um, the one thing I wanted to ask you about um, before I talk Wizards at all is um, I'm guessing you run into Dukes all over the place. And I do want to set this up by saying in 2001, um, I lived in Colorado, 99 to 2001. And a friend of mine who had grown up in D.C. with me and I, we went to the Wizards game every year. There was a guy who had season tickets behind the visiting team bench. Mm-hmm. And that was a horrendous Wizards team and an even worse <laughs> Nuggets team. <laughs> right. I think Daryl Walker had taken over for Gar Hurd midseason. Yep. Yeah. And the Nuggets, that was a Van Exel Nuggets team that was sure. terrible. And yep. um, my buddy Ryan and I were a couple years out of JMU and we had probably been overserved across the street and we had our Bullets gear on, our old school Bullets gear from our high school day on. And we, we yelled at you, you and, uh, Phil Schneer at halftime, you guys came over and talked to us and uh, you guys came over and you said, you know, what, why are you yelling at us? And why are you at this game? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, and we said, we went to JMU and we wanted to talk to you about JMU. And you turned to Phil and you said, see, Dukes everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, sh- yep. everywhere. And Schneer rolled his eyes and walked directly back to the scorer's table, <laughs> like, or to the broadcast table. And he was like, I've heard yes. this so many times. And, yes. Yeah. And do you, yeah. do you and get we had to... A, we had a little a rivalry going because, obviously, he went to Cal Berkeley, which is big okay. time, and he yep. was a great player there. So I always gave him grief about that. He always gave me grief about Madison. <laughs> and, um, uh, and you're right. It's, uh, I, I'd see folks like you and other Dukes everywhere. I mean, we see them everywhere. <laughs> and it's funny. We see a lot of them in Denver, which is bizarre. Yes. There, there, there's a big a cadre of fans out there, which is unusual. Yeah. Uh, but really everywhere we go, I'll see people. They'll come up to me and say, hey, you know, went to JMU. Or, uh, you know, people be yelling, you know, yeah. Dukes or something like that, especially now with the yeah. team in the championship game. Yeah, uh, they're 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 all excited about that. So it's it's grown, as you can imagine, because naturally, when we graduated, there weren't many, many kids mm-hmm. and alumni. And now the alumni base is much larger and there's people everywhere. And so we run into these folks all <laughs> over the place. And it's, it's great to see it. I love it. You know, I love to. I love to mention it on the air to try to give them a little publicity whenever I can. And whether it's good or bad, it's all in good fun. Yep. And, um, and uh, it's, it's great publicity for the school. And, uh, and, you know, we're proud. You know, we're proud to have a nice, a, a great school with a terrific program. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, got a, got a, well, I graduated. I don't know how much of an education I got. I got out, so. <laughs> we all did, yes. Yeah. So yeah. what's the, fi- what, do you have any, uh, like, what's your favorite thing you've ever covered or been a part of, you know, through work? 
Is there well, anything that sticks out, really? Yeah, there's there's a few things. Um, if we're talking basketball, mm-hmm. uh, probably still to this day, it would be um, uh, when Gilbert Arenas hit the shot in Chicago uh, to give the Wizards a win there, and they went on to win that series. Oh, yeah. Losing the first two games. Yeah, that was awesome. That was just, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere in Chicago, as you can imagine, in, back in that day and, and previous to that, was pretty much unlike anywhere else. I mean, they, they were still all geeked up from the Michael Jordan years and everything else. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he hit that shot, it was just it was just so stunning to take the breath out of that arena like he did. And I'll never forget that. That was that was one of the uh, most thrilling moments I ever had doing that. Um, football wise would be calling an NFL game. There's, there's, you know, you can't get to at a higher level. And it was just yeah. it's so much, it's so uh, intense to call uh, a network game, a Fox mm. game. Uh, and I got the first game I did was a Redskin game. And that was, that was great because it was just, no. it was so local and everything. And it yeah. just was really good. Yeah. And then uh, I did Navy football on the radio for seven years and oh, cool. doing army Navy games is, is uh, just one of the most amazing experiences you'll ever have. Just, there's oh, so yeah. much emotion in an Army Navy game, uh, and with the military schools, it's just yeah. fabulous—the flybys and everything mm-hmm. else. And so th- those three things really, you know, stand out. Oh. And then just working with a lot of great people—it's uh, you know we have a, a great crew that we work with now, and uh, we've been together a lot of years. And mm-hmm. um, I, I tell people I got—I have the best job in D.C. I mean, I, <laughs> and, you know, and 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 I like to think that. You know, look, if you asked 100 sportscasters mm-hmm. what they really like to do, 99 will tell you play by play. play. By play. Yeah. You, you can't have any more fun than doing that. And doing it at this level is, is the best. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's, it's a great thing. You know, I'm blessed. Uh, I worked hard to get the opportunity, but I'm blessed to have the job. And, uh, and you know, we got a great group of, of folks that do it. So um, it, it's, it's a path that's been a long, a long time. I've been in the business about 44 years. And mm-hmm. Uh, done a lot of stuff and seen a lot of stuff, and uh, but you never forget where your roots are. Mine, <laughs> mine are in Arlington, Virginia, and Harrisonburg, Virginia, and, That's right. and they'll always be there. Yep. Well, I only got two more. Um, the first one is: Is my forty years of bullets fever going to pay off with uh, breaking the DC semifinal sports curse this year? That's a good. That's a good question. You know, <laughs> we weren't far from that two years ago. When, right. When uh, John Wall broke his hand, I mean, yep. most most of us thought that had he not been injured, that they would have won that series because they won the first game and they looked like they were handling Atlanta pretty well. Mm-hmm. And had they won that series with a healthy John Wall, which I think they would have, yep. then they would have gone on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And who mm-hmm. knows what would have happened? I mean, yeah, Cleveland's tough, but you never know what's going to happen. That's right. But they would they were very very close to being there. Yep. And then last year they were one win away from it again. Yeah, game 7. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it, you know, I can't answer your question. Yep. I I like to think that if they can stay healthy and maybe get on a little bit of a run here, you never know what can happen once you get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh so I I don't know if that curse will be broken, but as I tell people all the time, only there's 30 teams in the league. I don't know how many teams are in the NFL. 32. Only one team celebrates at the end of the year. Everybody else goes home disappointed. Yep. So it's not like it, you're, you're, it's not like a failure if you don't win the Super Bowl or the NBA championship or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you got to consider, you know, your successes to be successes, you know, and not failures. Yep. And they've done pretty well the last few years, except for the, you know, year they didn't make oh, yeah. the playoffs. 
So uh, I don't know if that curse can be broken. Look, we have the same thing with the hockey teams. Got yep. the same curse. Yep. The baseball team teams, has the same, the same curse. curse. That's right. Uh, the Redskins, I don't know what the you – know, Yeah, I don't know what they team from. next year. I'm yeah, not sure. Right. Hopefully. But, um, so, you know, maybe. We'll see. But uh, it's, it's, at least it's a fun team. They're competitive. That's true. And, um, and we are all fortunate. There's over 120 teams in FCS football. Yes, and how about we, that? We, and, and we are the team that has gotten to – be that one team going home happy last year is that year. amazing yeah. i mean uh you know in 2004 when they yeah, won did you go ironically well no i was in los angeles doing okay. a wizards lakers game mm-hmm. uh and and as irony would have it the game was in chattanooga where i worked for a year and five months <laughs> oh yeah back in 1979 yep. and my friend the aforementioned steve lealu was mm-hmm. at the game there mm-hmm. i believe with his son and so we were communicating back and forth but i was in the press room at Staples Arena, uh, Staples Center, getting ready to do the Wizards-Lakers game. And I had the uh, PR guy put all the TVs on the uh, uh, ESPN to watch the game. Yes. And so I was literally in the press room watching the Madison game and going crazy uh, when they won that thing on that crazy football field there that they had, that turf that was all chewed up. Yeah, it was a mess. And then, so that was fabulous. And then last year I was watching it at home, and I'll be watching it at home Saturday because – we have a game Saturday night against Milwaukee, but the, luckily the game is at eight o'clock. Oh, good! And the Madison game's at what noon? So um, yeah, are you in I'll Milwaukee or at home? No, I'm I'm in Memphis now, but I will be home uh, okay, tomorrow yeah, so night, and yeah. uh, I'll be watching it from home. Yeah, yeah, it's noon for you. It's eleven a.m. local time here in Dallas. So okay, right, yeah, right. It's a very yeah. early tailgate. So. It is. Uh, how is the weather, by the way? The weather is much better than last year. It is um, supposed to be about 50 degrees at game time. So Perfect. perfect. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, yeah, because, and that's uh, the last thing I want to ask you. So well, you told that, me where you're watching, but what yeah. do you think about Saturday? What's going to happen? I wish I knew more about North Dakota State. Right. Uh, uh, clearly, Madison went there last year and won in Fargo, which was just stunning. Yes. To be able to go there and beat that team. That shows you how good the Dukes were. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you're going in there to that building, oh yeah, and beating a team that's won the thing what seven times, mm-hmm. uh, that that is a tremendous accomplishment. Now I don't know if they're better this year than they were last year. They're better on defense, uh, are they? Well, JMU you know, is better on defense. I meant, yeah. Oh, well, J, yeah, well, JMU is better. better on yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know about North Dakota State. Yeah. I, I haven't seen them play. I don't know anything about them. Right. Uh, but. Um, I'm just I'm thinking, you know, Houston is so good at details and getting his team ready. Mm-hmm. And they're and they've had three weeks. That's a long time to be sure off. is. Yeah. Uh, but at least everybody's healthy. And yep. that's the good news. And I, I just I just hope that he's got them so focused on on what to do with this team, because, again, I, I don't know anything about North Dakota State, but right. uh, just the key to me is because both teams are going to be good. Yeah. The key the key to me is. When, when Shore gets time to throw the football, they can be dangerous. Yes. So they've got to protect him. They can't, there was a couple of games ago where they were all over him, and he didn't have a chance to do anything. I forget which game it was. Yeah, it was either Weber State. I think it was Weber yeah, State. Yeah, I think game. it was Weber State. Yeah, yeah, I was watching that in Los Angeles. Yep. And, uh, and, and he got killed, and they still you know, obviously won it on a, on a field goal at the yeah. end of the game. Right. And that kid, by the way, should be, you know, oh, yeah. they ought to be throwing money at him. That, that was unbelievable. That was. So, uh, that was fabulous. But uh, uh, just get, get some protection. I know Houston likes to run the ball, and that's fine. Right. But God, you got to protect this guy, sure. And then no mistakes, you know, no mental mistakes, you know, no penalties, crazy penalties. 
you know, unsportsmanlike penalties and then the key no turnovers. I mean, keep turnovers to a minimum. Yeah. And if they can do that, then, you know, they should be able to win the game. But those are keys, man. You can't give the other team the ball. You can't turn it over. You can't make bad mental mistakes for penalties like, you know, offsides or delay of games or unsportsmanlike conduct. You just can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Keep their heads about them, and hopefully they'll, be, they'll have a good performance. Oh, that is, I think you're, we're all thinking the same way. And I, I'm yeah. very confident in Houston we trust. So, Absolutely, we yes. have to. Yes. Hopefully there's no problem in Houston. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bugans, we can't thank you enough for do, taking the time with us. Uh, this really, I, I, as a lifelong Bullets fan, I can't tell you uh, how much it means to me personally. Um, but it's also just really cool for JMU fans to hear from you. I mean, well, Todd, and, I, hey, I yep. appreciate you you getting me involved, and yep. uh, you know, I'm always happy to, <laughs> you know, go back to where where I spent my the best years of my life down in the Berg, and there's no place like it. It's God's country. That's right. And uh, I, I love it. I always will. We'll always bleed purple and gold. And um, hey, man, go Dukes! Let's win another one. Let's make it three. Sounds good to me. Have a good call to, uh, tomorrow, and uh, let's go Dukes. Okay, Todd, take Thanks, care. Thanks, Steve. All right, all right. All right.